Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. So the Phil Collins story... I don't know if anybody's been keeping up on this. But. No, he's been off the radar for a while. But for those who don't know, he had uh, he had as the typical um, entertainment divorce years ago, where he had yes. to give his ex wife a ton of money. This they married in in 1999. Yeah, they stayed together like eight years. Yep, got divorced. He gave her 46 million dollars. How will she ever be able to make that money last? So. She got married again like twice in the interim. Yeah. Divorced both times. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure about him, but he wound up getting back together with her. Which sometimes happens. Yeah. Rarely works out, but sometimes happens. It didn't work out this time. So they got back together in like 2016. And then, you know, they started living together. I don't know if they, I don't think they married again, but they were living together in the Miami mansion. Phil Collins has several places. You would think so, yes. Um, He's been moderately successful. And now um, he's left the mansion. He can't get her to leave. They're splitting up. They're they're at war again. She wants to renegotiate that $46 million settlement because the rumor is she went through all of it. Lost it So all. she wants more money. She wants more money. More money, more problems. She won't leave the place, and he's trying to get her out. And now— This is that whole, like, eminent domain thing or, y- or, or squatter's rights or whatever it is? I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure the legal stuff that goes into it, but there's all kinds of legal going back and forth. Sure. And she's now using the old, well, he's bad in bed— Okay, uh-huh. so, I mean, that's uh-huh. an easy one to throw around. Anybody yeah, can do I, I, that. I've never, never heard that one. My divorce didn't have that, <laughs> that facet of it. But I'm sure many do, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, a typical yeah. one. Yeah. And and this is the crazy one. She's saying he was, he was disgusting from a hygiene standpoint. It says here, according to her, that Phil Collins was a hermit who stopped showering, brushing his teeth, and dressing properly from 2019 through August of 2020. Oh, no. People say, Phil, take a shower, please. You smell just like ass and from under cheese. They say that Phil smells because he won't wash his balls. I'm not sure about that. I can't speak to the veracity of that claim. No. but But I do know she wants to rework a $46 million settlement. You know, Phil Collins, he's been successful. A little bit. But it's not infinite. No, there's a limit to how much I money the guy I look, has. I don't care how much money you have. Ask just ask Jeff Bezos if he wants to give anyone forty six million dollars. Right, exactly. No, I don't care how much money you have. Forty six million dollars. Yeah, it, it, it's a really, really strange story. They got two kids together too, so that complicates yeah. it also. But I, you know, I don't want to defend Phil Collins, but I know some friends who are musicians who have been in touring bands. They do go several weeks without showering when they're on a bus. But Phil Collins <laughs> hasn't got- had to tour on a bus. In decades. He has access to whatever shower he wants he to use. He has a nicer jet than Air Force One. Right. Every Friday morning, we try to recommend a movie to you in case you're staying inside a little bit more these days. And Mark and weekend movie pick this week. We haven't done a Western yet. This one is one of my favorites. Clint Eastwood. The outlaw, Josie Wales. Yep. Yeah, I can see him now just riding that horse across the field, you know, from yep. way far away from the plains coming across at us right now. 
It's set in the Civil War. Why don't we have our producer, Guido, give us a quick plot synopsis of the movie. Peaceful farmer Josie Wales joins the Confederate Army during the Civil War after his family is murdered by Union soldiers. When the war ends, Josie refuses to surrender and begins an outlaw's life, escaping from bounty hunters and Comanches as he works towards his one goal, vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> vengeance. Vengeance. It will be his. This is, uh, I, I would have to say, and I, my stepfather was a huge Western guy, so anytime any one of the Westerns was on, it was on in our house. You know what yeah, I mean? We had to watch it. I mean, listen, do they get any cooler than Clint Eastwood in this movie? Not at this time. At this time, like, yeah. the, you know, he had the beard, the rock and the beard, the hair, like everything. He was perfectly disheveled. Yep. And it's no surprise that he hooked up with Sandra Locke at this period of time because she was still good looking then, too. Well, let's let's make a note about Sandra Locke in this movie. Uh, she showed up in too many Clint Eastwood movies. Yes, absolutely. But the good news, she's at her least hideous in this movie. Yes. You know, she's it's, it's funny. There are certain actors and actresses that are infinitely unlikable, like Jeremy Piven, infinitely unlikable. You know what I mean? Sandra Locke, no matter what it is, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because she looks like Kim Carnes. I'm not sure. In this movie, though, she's fine. Yeah. She actually, yeah. she's actually perfect in sort of playing that innocent waifish, waifish young lady. Yeah, yeah. That Clint Eastwood falls for. Yeah. And, and the movie, you know, it's got enough touches of humor. With, uh, is it Chief Dan, Dan George? Chief Dan George, who's he's great. great in every movie he's in. Yep. He's spectacular in this. He's dry and he's sort of the comic relief in the, in the situation. It's like, yeah. it's literally like, you know, the old Warner Brothers cartoons where they have Daffy Duck as the cowboy and they have Porky Pig as comic relief. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Dan George is. He's literally yeah. comic relief in this thing to try and keep it from being too heavy. Yeah. It's a revenge movie, plain sure. and simple, but yeah. an, enough humor, enough heart to, to sort of round it out a little bit. Is it trained to Busan good? Probably not, but it's a well-spent two hours. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for all of his tough guy lines in, in the Dirty Harry movies, oh. Clint Eastwood's greatest tough guy line might be in this movie. All right, you have to listen closely, but it's a great line. I'm looking for Josie Wales. That'd be me. You're wanted, Wales. You a bounty hunter? Yeah, he's got to do something for a living these days. Dying ain't much of a living boy. <laughs> Dying ain't much oh of a living God. boy. That is that is as threatening as threatening can be right there. I was a teenager when I first saw that. I was like, oh, my God, what that a great was, line that, that is. Bad, you, would just, you know what that is? I'm about to whoop your ass, son. Dying ain't much of a living Dying ain't much of a living boy. boy. Yeah, that's what's happening. By the way, um, interesting uh, factoid about this movie. You know it was written by a Klan member, like a former Klan member? Wouldn't make it these days, would it? No, that would not go. A guy named <laughs> Forrest Carter wrote it. He was actually a, literally an avowed member of the Ku Klux Klan, which might explain the whole refusal to surrender Absolutely. by a Confederate soldier yep. angle of the movie. But that would not fly today at all. Enjoy it for what it is. There's the Mark and Neanderthal weekend movie pick. The, the outlaw, outlaw, Josie Wales. <laughs> I think we got somebody who wanted to talk about 10,000 for the troops. Okay. What's up? What's up? Hey, guys. Good morning. Eric Bryan from Precision Air. How are you guys doing? What's hey. up, Eric? What's going on, Eric? Hey, listen. You know what? I, I wanted to just take a couple minutes to reach out to you guys. You know, 2020 has been crazy with COVID and all those types of things. And I just wanted to compliment you guys for continuing to do the card drive for the troops. Being a veteran myself, I know those guys really appreciate that when they're away uh, away from from home for the for the holidays. Well, that's really nice of you yeah. to say, Eric. Man, we really appreciate that. We're surprised you're not already on the bench this morning. <laughs> well, listen, I'm headed to the gym right now. Quite honestly, <laughs> but, uh, 
It is a little bit early for me. We're doing this because so many other things have been canceled, and sure. you know, we, we figure we can still go ahead with this. They're still over there. They're still doing their thing. So we're still going to try and make sure that they get some sort of a greeting from home just to let them know that with all the craziness in the past year, we're still thinking of them because what they do allows us to complain about wearing masks. Absolutely. And, and listen, their sacrifice is so intense, right? And I just know being, you know, deployed myself through the holidays when I was serving, um, just a little something from home means a lot. So, you know, I just wanted to reach out and, you know, commend you guys for continuing to do that for those guys. Well, that's awesome, Eric. We appreciate yeah. you taking the time. Thanks for checking in, Eric. We appreciate it, man. Have a good day. You guys have a great day as well. All right. So in case you're wondering what we were talking about, 10000 for the troops if you're a new listener to the program. It's our fourth year of doing it where we try and collect at least 10,000 cards and letters to send overseas. You don't have to do envelopes or anything like that. We we collect them all from the various locations around town. And with the military assistance mission, we ship them off overseas to those who can't be here during the holidays. We're going to do it for the next couple of weeks. You can check out KSLX.com for all the drop-off locations there all over the valley. Or you can drop them right here at the radio station. We're at 1100 North 52nd Street in Phoenix. And you probably should call ahead because you can't come into the building because COVID. I ventured to the grocery store yesterday. How'd that work out for you? Um, are, you well, doing, are you doing your Thanksgiving shopping now? Uh, no, this I just had to pick up a couple of quick things. I was curious, and you know, when I get curious, I, I, I got to, to know. know um, are things getting crazy in the stores again? Because I had heard some some rumors about that. Here was my I see experience. see it on social media, yeah. Yeah, my experience was um, the aisles I walked down were pretty well stocked. Plenty of canned beets. Plenty of cod liver uh. oil, all the good stuff, <laughs> but the paper goods aisle. Paper goods aisle had some barren spots. Uh, the See, toilet paper stuff had some had some empties. And, you know, we're a Cottonelle family. I understand as that, you yeah. know. And so oh. there was no Cottonelle. I wasn't in the market for toilet paper, but I was curious about what the aisle would look like. A couple of bare spots here so and you, there. You didn't now, need to buy any, but you were by curious. <laughs> yes, I was. Okay. I was uh, I was aisle curious, actually. And so, yeah. Oh, hang on a second. We got our one of our buddies on the phone here, one of our listeners, our oh. friend who works in Walmart in the, the grocery section. Oh, part. <laughs> I'm sure this will be fun. So, what up? Just, just curious. Just tell us real quick. How's it going? Walmart's crazy again. The shelves are empty again. People are hoarding toilet paper and water. It's it's crazy. I'm working seven nights a week now. My next day off will be Thanksgiving only because we're closing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I will tell you, I, I went through the same thing, Ed. Thanks for calling. I uh, I went to the supermarket yesterday. I was actually getting a big order. I, didn't, I wasn't mm-hmm. just buying a couple of things. And I noticed that uh, one of the early warning systems... Of when supermarkets are about to lose it, um, the paper aisle wasn't bad where I went. Um, but then again, I also went at like eleven o'clock in the morning. Right? You know what I mean? Like I, you know, our our schedule allows us to go shopping during times when most yeah. people aren't rushing there before they get out of work. So I do that all the time. I went about three thirty. It exactly. was crowded. It was yeah. crowded. Yeah, because people start getting that. out of work two three o'clock and they, and they start doing that. First shift gets over at like three o'clock. So, um, but my my the aisle the paper aisle wasn't too bad. I did notice they are stocking water. At the end cap, again, which is an early warning system uh, for, for the shopping because, you know, people start, they go paper right. goods, water, um, and all these, like, you know, the essentials, eggs, butter, milk, things like that. They they bread. The bread aisle starts. You can tell they're starting to stock that thing a little bit more. Now, I'm not sure if that's for Thanksgiving or if people are anticipating uh, yeah, see, lockdown, shutdowns, whatever's stuff. going on. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, and, I, and I'll even add yeah. to that. I went to Costco. Costco literally has... 
pallets of eight foot height toilet paper. Like 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 st- right. like the huge pallets <laughs> of toilet paper because obviously eight foot high if that falls on you ooh, ooh. <laughs> you might have to reset your hair right um, but it, but it's it, it, there's it's almost like Thanksgiving and prepping at the same time yeah and it's hard to tell which is actually the phenomenon that's happening yeah so just just curious you know reaction. 480-470-KSLX. No, just curious if you had an experience where it's like, oh, hey, this is a little alarming right here. I mean, yesterday, for what I saw, wasn't too bad, but I was like, okay, there's some of the early warning signs. I saw more registers open than I normally would see at that time, too, which is a a sure sign. A lot of people in the store, but that could be just Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm not sure. Got somebody here who had a recent shopping experience and All was right. a little little taken aback, right? Yeah, it's a little uh, weird. Yeah, we went to Costco and Sam's Club. No toilet paper, no paper towels. Wow. Where are the locations so, of these stores? In Surprise. And you were surprised, weren't you? <laughs> we were very surprised. Sure. Yeah. No, that because is, I mean, not to, not to not, play off it too much, but that is surprising that they'd be completely out. Yeah, exactly. Didn't seem like yeah, it was that bad at the one I went either to. Either one of them did. They only had the industrial kind of toilet paper that you get and uh, <laughs> toilet paper and uh, paper towels that you buy for like bars, restaurants, you know, that kind of stuff. What, do we live in a jungle? <laughs> I know. I'm not buying that stuff. That's like putting sandpaper on your butt. <laughs> Some people have to pay extra for that. No. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for calling. I will tell you, though, uh, um, you know, reusable diapers, that's a, that's an industry that could be coming back. Yeah, you those know cloth, what? Those cloth diapers that apparently my mom told me that I, I that's what I used when I was a kid. I wouldn't do pampers or anything like that. As long as we don't run out of water, you could use those things, yeah. yes. And yeah. Although, you know, it looks like bottled water is, is becoming at a premium also. But again, is it? Is it Thanksgiving? Is it people getting panicky about the surge in COVID or what? It's a little hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, again, here's the thing. I don't believe we're going to run out of anything. We live in one of the most prosperous places on the planet. Yep. So don't hoard water. Don't hoard anything. So, yeah. Don't I mean, hoard anything. We have the 30-second song challenge coming up in a few, and it'll be for 100 bucks. So if you win that, you can buy toilet paper or water if you can find it. Yeah, good luck with All that. Right. What a strange week because I, I got that thing in the mail in the beginning of the week. Oh, the cremation thing, yeah. What a weird, <laughs> I, I just still can't get over that. How do, why would I get something from the Neptune Society, the largest and most trusted cremation provider in the United States? As if anybody could know such a thing. I mean, <laughs> do you think maybe they're, did they get Yelp reviews? I didn't trust them. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that what I got back was my was my my mother or my father. Because I mean, I, you know, I worry about that with my my pets. I get my pets cremated, and I don't know at the uh, I don't, yeah, yeah at the at the at the vet. Yeah, they do that. And I don't know if I'm getting a box back, a six pound box of my actual dog. It is weird. It's just. I mean, I do plan to be cremated, just not yet. And uh, well, TMI. But they man. were they were offering <laughs> me their the latest version of their cremation answer book. Oh. Yeah. Questions you, about cremation? Well, you better read that book before it's too late. It'll be printed. Yes. Do I have to stay still? <laughs> so can I be served I just, with some Chianti and fava beans? <laughs> hey, what's what's going on, man? Hi, hi, Mark. I've been getting fan mail from the Neptune Society for many years now. <laughs> have you really? Ever, well, ever since I arranged a funeral for my mother, and so I, I'm, I'm thinking the the mortuary sold my information. Wow. I love the way you put that. Yeah. You've been getting fan mail from them. You're you're you are much envied. Yeah. Much envied. 
Do you burn it? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I probably have to have a license for that, and there's a tax for it and everything else. So. I will tell you, I think it's I think it's uh, unscrupulous that a mortuary would sell your personal information. I mean, yeah, they're getting that's that, how they're getting yeah. that. I mean, yeah, you're getting your personal information at yeah. a time of obviously great distress. <laughs> Seems like opportunism. Gone it's awry. Just, and you I mean, know, I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying no, no, but if they are, that would seem a little bit yeah. unscrupulous. And I'm sure the Neptune Society is fine. It's just weird that I got this. It's just it, very strange. You know who they're uh, who they're, they're the CEO of the Neptune Society is? I don't. Aquaman. There you go. Yep. <laughs> What's up? Hi, my husband gets one of those from Neptune Society every week. Every week? Every week. When did you sign him up for it? <laughs> we never we never signed up for it. We belong to something else called Science Care, but I don't know why they keep sending it to him. But I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it has something to do with maybe him trying to get life insurance recently or something. I don't know. Okay. Thank I like you. That's an interesting one. I like that the, the cremation societies are dueling like two different car dealers on the corner. <laughs> you, got, I mean, you see somebody pulling, they're like, uh, older woman, gray hair. Go get her. <laughs> <laughs> like answer no, a picnic. I, listen, it's a you know, it's a business like it's a business that will never stop having clientele. Oh right? yeah, no, so, no, it's like any yeah. other service industry, like you know, auto mechanics, plumbers, and stuff like that. They'll, as long as that, those systems are in place, right. as long as death exists, there'll be a business exactly. involving death. Yeah. Oh, hang on a second. It, by the way, it costs. I think it costs like seven times more to die than it does to be born. Did you know that? Um, I know it's expensive. Yeah. I, I know cremation is cheaper. Cremation's uh, way cheaper than a regular burial. Dude, I'm telling you, if I go to one of those surplus stores, get a flamethrower and some tanks, we can have a we can make yeah. a promotion out of this there thing. There you go. I'm just there saying, we can help. I can I can make it fun. <laughs> so somebody wanted to social s- distancing won't be an issue at all. Somebody wanted to say something about the Neptune Society. All right, what do you got? Go ahead. They cremated my mom, so I know that you can trust them. Well, there okay then. Yeah. Right. Well, if it's good enough for mom, it yeah. must be good enough for you. No, I'm. I, you know what? I'm, I I don't want to badmouth them in any way. It no. is a service that is needed. Sure. Obviously, I yeah. just don't need it yet. Not yet. But uh, no, Neptune Society. More power to them. All right. Let me. Uh, I'm just gonna ease back in my chair here. Yeah. And uh, and listen to Paul Bragg. Now I. I mentioned last week about, or maybe earlier this week, about really feeling pretty good, feeling pretty macho about having done that extremely manly task yeah. of, of changing the water filter uh-huh. in the refrigerator, which, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it's somewhat similar to the removal and installation of a light bulb, uh, except yeah. it's easier because you don't have to get on a ladder. Yeah, yeah, so, not. <laughs> but you still feel manly when you're done. So what was yours? Well, I uh, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to brag a little bit, but I was, uh, I was oh my! I was the man yesterday. Wow! And you're putting yourself in Ric Flair category. Well, it I mean, be good. when you hear about what I did, you too will be thoroughly impressed. All right, and that is, I changed the disposable heavy-duty bag in my Auric XL upright vacuum. I know, I know. <laughs> wow, ladies. Relax. He's a catch. You might want to turn on the dehumidifier. Now, is that like sort of the heavy cloth bag on the outside? No, it's a it's a heavy cloth bag on the inside. This is the thing about this thing. Right. I, I bought this vacuum uh, 1997, 98. David Oric, you know the Oric vacuums. Those are those things. Those are the ones that uh, you see in hotels all the time and people walk in. It's a, it's it's a high-end vacuum. It's a high-end yeah. vacuum. I think we paid like $799, $800 for this thing in New Orleans in like 97, 98. It was an expensive so, vacuum. But to be fair, we got the canister vacuum too. You got the, you know, the little handheld canister. So you basically got two vacuums for okay. $799. All right. 
I'm just um, looking this up here. That'd be about that'd be like spending thirteen hundred bucks today. Wow. All right. Well, that was it was an expensive vacuum back then. I'm you know look vacuum technology. I'm sure has become inexpensive since then. But back then, that was an expensive vacuum. It's still an expensive vacuum. You spend that kind yeah. of money on a, on a quality vacuum. So the thing with this thing is, uh, it's almost thirty years old now. And still works awesome. Like, I, the only thing I've ever had to do with it, I've changed the belts on it because I'm mechanically inclined, which is basically putting an elastic <laughs> on a pulley. That's all I, it is. I really. change my belt every yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like putting, you know, you know, changing a belt on a vacuum is like, it's like putting the chain back on your bicycle. Sure, yeah. It's exactly gotta, what it is. It's got to wheel it forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's really easy to do. And I've changed the brush <laughs> on it. But other than that, I've done nothing to this vacuum. In fact, I can't kill it. This thing is 30 years old and I can't kill good. it. It's a pretty yeah. good vacuum, but the vacuum bags uh, are challenging to say the least. Inside, there's like a, a little hinged snap with like a groove in it that you have to take the vacuum and sort of slide it into the groove and then snap it onto the intake thing. I'm a Bob. That's okay. the official, that's the official term for it. Sure, but you got to snap it on there, and if you don't snap it on there, it pops loose, and then you get just dirt and crap all inside the outer bag of the vacuum. Gotcha. So I I was able to not only and this is this is where my mom would be so proud of me. Not only did I replace the mm-hmm. and these bags are like Kevlar, like you could you could take one of these things out into the desert and shoot it with a thirty odd six <laughs> and not penetrate it. That's how good these bags are, which is probably why the vacuum was so expensive. Right. But I put the the vacuum in there and I slide it in and I snap it up there. And and, and I wait until after I completed my vacuuming task. So I finished what I was doing for the day, took the old vacuum bag out, and I don't want to. I don't want to big time you, right? But I apparently have a feel for how much my vacuum bag can hold because as I pulled out the internal vacuum bag, it said maximum fill line. There's a little black line there, maximum fill line, yes. And the amount of refuse right there. Like I just knew I could feel it, like an artist. Well, you know. True artists can feel their art. As a certain telephone prankster would say, <laughs> real proud of you. Yeah, well, <laughs> woo! you should be because oh, now good. I have a freshly changed, yep. freshly clean auric vacuum prepared All right. to suck up the refuse. And there is a lot of it in my house because I've got two German shepherds. All I'm right. just saying it is a skill that... I shouldn't get anywhere near the credit that I'm asking for for you know what's crazy this is, situation. You know what's crazy is that this job involves a lot of thinking. We're always thinking. Right. Thinking, I'm thinking. I like vacuuming because it's kind of mindless. It certainly is. You know, yeah. I kind of like doing yeah. that. It's, it's In some ways, it's like mowing the lawn. I like yeah. mowing the lawn, too. Yeah. Hated that stuff when I was a kid. Now it's relaxing. But if ever if anybody ever says to you, hey, why would you spend that kind of money on a vacuum? 30 years later, I can't kill this vacuum. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So. Yeah, it's a little. It's, it's very challenging to change the bags, ladies. I'm just saying. But we're, yeah, you know, that, you might have stuff. to call me. I, I might. Have, I might have a second job. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal with a free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. 